welcome to PCR Sports. Good evening and welcome to the start of your sporting weekend. This is the PCR Sports Show with me, Dipam. Well done, you've made it through the week to the Friday and now you can put your feet up look forward to whatever you're doing on a sporting level. Um, we're a sports show, uh, we're a local sports show on PCR FM, a show by fans for fans. Uh, you can keep in touch with us or get involved. Uh, we are on the socials on Twitter at Sports PCR and do search for PCR Sports on Facebook. Just drop us a message and uh, anything you want to react to what's been spoken about this evening. Any questions, we'll try and uh, answer them for you. Got a fantastic show tonight. Uh, two brilliant people on the show uh, as guests with me. Nilesh, our Peter United guru, is back after taking uh, an international break with the club. Uh, not literally, but he took a break uh, because of the international uh, break that uh, the club had. And we've got uh, Graham Starmer, Managing Director of uh, the International Football Academy. And uh, we'll be speaking to both uh, very soon. Firstly, though, local headlines. And uh, what a fantastic week it's been for the city, especially if you're a Speedway fan or associated with Peterborough Panthers. Because they've won their first Premiership title in 15 years. The Crendon Panthers were crowned champions last night after one of the all-time great nights at the East of England showground. Panthers won the leg 51-39 against Bellevue to take the grand final 95-85 on aggregate. It's a huge turnaround for the City Club, who finished bottom of the of the season of the league the last time the season was played before COVID in 2019. Scott Nichols, the captain, said, It's an honour to captain this team, but really we've had seven captains, including young Jordan Palin, who has listened and learned all season. Things have gone against us at times, but we have always found a way. Dad's Army are champions. How good does that sound? Manager Rob Lyons followed up by saying, It feels fantastic. It's been a juggle ever since Ulrich was injured and we've been covering him in all areas, in all our matches. But we've got there, we've got there over the line and we deserve it. The boys have been absolutely fantastic all year. So huge congratulations from everyone at uh, PCR Sports to the Panthers. So massive well done. On to ice hockey. Peterborough Phantoms begin their league campaign this weekend with a trip to Basingstoke Bisons tomorrow and a home game against Leeds Knights on Sunday. Bisons did beat Phantoms 6-0 in the Autumn Cup a few weeks ago while Phantoms became the first team to beat Leeds this season with a dramatic 5-4 win there last weekend. It was largely disappointing uh, run in the Autumn Cup but Phantoms will not be progressing any further in the competition. Coach Kulikov had to say it's too early to predict where we're going to be at the end of the season. We're a young team with many personnel changes at the, at the top end and there's a lot of work to be done. But there is, there is, there is, but as long as we improve every week as individuals and as a team, we should be competitive against every other team in the league. So optimistic statement from Kulikov there and uh, wishing uh, Phantoms good luck with the start of their league season. On to rugby. Uh, as you know, both of our city rugby clubs, RUFC and Lions, are in the same division. RUFC beat West Bridgeford 42-29 last Saturday to continue their impressive run in the Midlands first East Division and are currently second, just four points behind leaders Bedford Athletic. Borough have a rest this weekend before the much-awaited City derby against Peterborough Lions next weekend. Lions, in the meantime, won 29-20 at home to Old Northamptonians last weekend to ease some pressure following a poor start to the season. Lions are 10th in the league and have no game this season no game this weekend either on to hockey uh, you remember Dave Simpson who was on the show last week the junior chair of the City of Peterborough Hockey Club he sent us this summary through uh, on, on, on behalf of the club so last Saturday in the East Women's Premier Division City of Peterborough first 11 kept their undefeated start to the season uh, with a 3-2 win after coming back coming 
from behind against Cambridge University. The men's sixth also remain undefeated after a 2-0 win against Cambridge City six uh, as well last weekend. The other standout result was a 2-1 win for the men's 8th-11 away at Kettering where 13-year-old Adam Humphrey scored the winner, which was his first ever adult hockey goal. Uh, so congratulations to Adam. And this week, the ladies and the men's seconds are at home to home on Saturday at 1pm and 2.30 respectively, while the men's uh, first host Loughborough students at 2pm on Sunday, hoping to get their first points of the season. And finally, on to local football. Uh, Peterborough Sports travel to Kingsland tomorrow for their FA Cup fourth round qualifying uh, tie at Kingsland. It will see the return of Michael Gash and Ryan Fry to their former club where they played 500 games or close to 500 games between them. A win for Turbines would mean they would be in the draw for the first round FA Cup proper for the first time in their history. It's been dubbed the biggest uh, league, uh, biggest game in, King, in, in not in Kingsland's history, but in Turbines' history. And Kingsland, who are a step one club in the National League and are currently 19th. We got an exclusive statement from Grant Biddle, the chairman of the of the club. Uh, he told the show, "We go into the league game as massive underdogs for the biggest game in our history. The return of two of our players to the former clubs adds a bit of spice, and it should be a fantastic atmosphere and the t- and the biggest crowd we have played against uh, played in front of." If anyone is free and fancies it, tickets can be purchased on the day at the ground and we'll give it our best shot for certain. So, again, all from all of everyone at PCR Sports, good luck to uh, Peterborough Sports tomorrow in their FA Cup game. Uh, as I said, we've got a brilliant show lined up. We've got Nilesh and Graham in the studio with me. Stay with us. They're coming up next. Calling all Bon Jovi fans. New Jovi, the ultimate tribute to Bon Jovi are playing live at the Met Lounge in Peterborough on Saturday, October 16th. Get your tickets now by clicking newjovi.com and we'll see you there for one wild night. Our place is legendary. Our place is iconic. Our place is the home of the UK's original burger. Our place is wimpy. So come on over to our place and rediscover the original quarter pounder with cheese, our all-day breakfasts, and the range of iconic thick shakes. All freshly prepared and served all day every day in our Westgate restaurant. Plus, for this month's special offers and to order a home delivery, search online for Wimpy Peterborough. Own a hybrid, petrol or diesel vehicle. How much is servicing and repair? Oh dear. If you need an option other than main dealer, contact FRM Automotive. We service and repair all makes and models and won't invalidate your manufacturer's warranty. We also provide MOT testing, brakes, clutches, tyres and aircon repair and regas. FRM Automotive, Savile Road, Peterborough. See frmautomotive.co.uk. Honest work at affordable prices. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show. We are your only sports show on your only radio station in Peterborough. As I said before the break, uh, we've got two guests in the studio with me tonight. Lesh, the super fan for, for Posh, and Graham Starmer, the managing director of the International Football Academy. Uh, welcome, gents. Uh, first of all, Nilesh, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, Good. rested up and uh, ready to go again for another uh, five, I think it's five games before another international break. So, yeah, another opportunity for Posh to get points on the board. Absolutely, let's hope so. Fantastic. And Graham, welcome. Good Making your debut on the show. Yes, yeah, delighted to be here. Good to be, good to see you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, coming to you, Nilesh, first, uh, talking about Posh. Um, 
obviously two weeks since the Bristol City game we've had the international break since um, quick word on that it was quite arguably one of Posh's best performances but again nothing to, to get out of the game unfortunately yeah and we've said that a few times this season certainly uh, when we've played some good football and not been able to get over the line and get those three points obviously Cardiff uh, rings a bell West Brom certainly and uh, Bristol City as well in a game that we've uh, played some decent football in at times um, you know taken the lead gone 2-1 down but clawed it back to 2-2 and then not really created enough in that final third to, to go on and get the winner and uh, we've hit been, been hit by the sucker punch and Bristol City have gone up the other end and uh, nicked all three points and um, yeah it was another gut-wrenching defeat I'd say at home especially uh, as we've had uh, you know two weeks off now with no football yeah no absolutely um I mean, obviously, you would have been at the game because you go to every posh game. Um, I know there was a little bit of fracas at the end. I think Darren Ferguson felt that posh should have had a penalty seconds before Bristol City went up the other end and got, got their winner. Yeah, um, from where I was on the terrace, it wasn't a penalty for me. Well, it was certainly not a clear-cut one from where I was standing in my view of it. Um, having seen it back, I'm still not convinced it was. But, um, you know, moments like that in games, you know, if it was to go for you, we've got the opportunity to go on and win the game. A minute later, we're three-two down and um, looking to claw ourselves back into the game, which which we couldn't do. So frustrating because we've been good at home. We've picked up points at home this season, um, and even just a point would have been, uh, you know, a decent point if not um, the three points that we perhaps uh, warranted. But um, yeah, to lose was uh, disappointing again. But uh, yeah, renewed optimism now. We've had two weeks off. Certainly, as fans, we've had a break, and hopefully, we're, we've recharged our batteries uh, to be in good voice at Middlesbrough and then Hull on Wednesday night. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and and, and like I say, just where the results aren't quite going for Posh, do you put that down to kind of obviously there's a natural uplifting standard from League One to Championship, which we've, we've spoken about in the past on this show, but. I know the other sort of noises coming out of the camp, certainly from the management and the coaching and the, and the sort of chairman perspective, is that the players need to believe in themselves a bit more um, because they certainly believe in them, but the players seem to sort of have that slight lack of confidence in themselves. In, in yeah, games. there is, yeah, and that's certainly coming across now. Um, now we're 11 games into the season, that it also comes just down to concentration levels as well. You know, we've conceded. Um, two goals in quick succession I think three or four times this season um, so again at moments like that we've got to have a stronger resolve when we go 1-0 down and try and try and just hold on for you know time because uh, when we've conceded those goals they've not been towards the end of games they've been at moments where if we could just hold on for a little bit longer and just eke our way back into the game which then hopefully gives us the opportunity to try and build something going forward but as soon as you go 2-0 down within the space of anything up to 5-10 minutes you really are fighting an uphill battle certainly at championship level at league 1 level we may have had that opportunity to fight back but at championship level it's a uh it's a different standard as we well know and um, the players that we're coming up against are very streetwise at this level and um not giving us the opportunities that we were afforded in League One. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And like I say, we've had the break now. Uh, time to regroup, obviously, with 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 the squad again. I think there was a couple of players away on under under twenty one 
international duty but the majority of squad were together uh, renewed optimism going into Middlesbrough <laughs> game tomorrow <laughs> what's, your, what's your feelings about that yeah it definitely is um, Mark Beavers is also back fit after his hamstring yes, injury um, you had Connor Coventry and uh, Ronnie Edwards that were away with it, um, England and Ireland re- respectively on international duty Johnson Clark Harris is still missing he'll miss this week uh, this week's three games actually so Middlesbrough Hull and then the uh, QPR game next that's Saturday. part of his four match yeah it's yeah. part of his four match uh, suspension which the club eventually decided not to uh, go through with the with the appeal. They just decided to take that one and um, get it out of the way with. So hopefully Johnson Clark Harris has the opportunity to perhaps refresh himself and be fighting fit for Swansea away. Um, but yeah, for the rest of the squad should be fighting fit now um, as long as they've come through these two weeks. I'd like to think um, Darren's got uh, virtually you know a fully fit squad to choose from and uh, one that'll hopefully trouble Middlesbrough who have their own injury worries as well. They have, haven't they? As there was, yeah, that was the the message coming out of the Middlesbrough camp saying that they're down to sort of a skeleton squad now, pretty much. Um, Middlesbrough sitting fifteenth in the league, uh, posh twenty third, but there's only four points in it really so a victory at Middlesbrough would um, would uh, propel Posh up the table a bit. yeah it certainly would and also just give us that confidence away from home we've not won away from home all season in the five games we've played we've conceded what 18 18 goals 15 goals something like that so that's something we need to address away from home and um our next um, four league games three of them are actually away from home so it's another a crucial period during the course of the season where we've got to start picking up those points especially away from home because we can't keep relying on that uh, decent home form that we've got currently Exactly and, and, and that you say it's you don't want to lose touch with the teams above you because once that gap starts to open you yeah. you then start yeah. to, to feel worse don't you and at the moment there's, there's a three point gap between Cardiff in 20th and Posh 23rd Posh have a far inferior goal difference <laughs> to others, as you mentioned, like I say, because of the goals that have been being let in. But it it's kind of now sort of get get hold of it now and, and think, okay, we need to start picking up points and, and just to keep in touch, really. And yeah, definitely. And um, I think I said uh, a few weeks back, you know, it's not that first international break that we had that would uh, perhaps be as defining, but certainly we've had eleven games now. We're coming up to you know quarter of the season played. We've got what, four, three, four, five. We've got six games before another international break. So another another set of six games where we've got to try and put in performances and um, pick up as many points as possible. And hopefully, you know, we'll come out with it. You know, if we come out with ten points out of the next six games, I think everybody would be very ecstatic with that. Yeah, and that would certainly help, wouldn't it? Yeah, so. certainly so. And that, as you say, propel us up, this, up the table. But more importantly, those clubs that are in and around us will also start thinking we've picked up and uh, had the opportunity to uh, build some confidence in the in the squad as well. Yeah, and uh, I guess you will be travelling to Middlesbrough tomorrow for the game. Yeah, it's yeah. An, uh, not too early a start. I think about half eight we're uh, leaving tomorrow, and then we've got a hull on Wednesday evening as well. So You're that's staying a, up there, right? Eh? No, 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 no. I know. I do know some Posh fans. Actually, they've gone up to Whitby today. Actually, so they've gone up to Whitby, travelling down to Middlesbrough for the game, and then back up to Whitby, and then we're on the way home um, on Wednesday afternoon. They'll drop in at Hull, so to speak. Nice and, vacation. Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, they've decided to spend a few days uh, up in the uh, sort of the northeast um, on the Yorkshire coast and uh, enjoy enjoy what uh, this uh, autumnal British weather has to offer. Yeah, exactly, and. I guess you've been to Middlesbrough before, have you? Yeah, a few times. Yeah, um, it's uh, you know a decent enough stadium. It's uh, 
all-seater, you know, enclosed bowl. Um, it's not really anywhere. It's on the outskirts of uh, Middlesbrough itself. It's on the banks of the Tees. Um, so you've got to take a little bit of a walk if you wanted to go back in for a drink, uh, certainly, or uh, find some uh, local f- food establishments. Brilliant. Well, enjoy your trip, and uh, then Wednesday, whole city away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now that is that is one that we've got to look to get a, a win from, especially Huller down there struggling with us. Um, Grant McCann, an old posh boy from a playing and management side, so we'll certainly be up for it. And um, I'm sure Grant will be looking to put one over us on us as well. Yeah, two po- uh, point difference actually. Hull's uh, goal difference is, is four better than than ours. But again, it's, it's a real, again at this stage of season, like you say, quarter season gone. It's a six pointer, really, isn't it? Yeah, um, as they're down with us as well. You know, um, from a points perspective, the next two games, if you know, if we can pick up four points, I think everybody would be delighted with that. Um, going into the home game against QPR next Saturday. Absolutely brilliant. So, middle of the game, prediction? Well, I've just said, you know, four points, you know, whether we get the win tomorrow or at Hull, um, and then pick up a draw in the other one. I don't think it matters which way round you do it. Um, but if we can stay unbeaten for these two games, it's a very tough ask, bearing in mind we've played five away from home and lost all five um, pretty convincingly, sadly. Um, but, as I say, it's renewed optimism. We'll travel up there in, in good spirits and hope the... Uh, the lads that are, that are picked for tomorrow will be able to uh, put in a performance one of belief which is what has been lacking um, and uh, certainly uh, score one or two goals as well to send the posh faithful back down the A19 and A1 a lot happier absolutely um, obviously Clark Harris missing like I say he's, he's in the midst of his, his four match ban uh, Smodic hitting form at the right time scored two against his former club uh, last time out at Bristol City what sort of formation who do you expect might come into the side or yeah, what's the injury situation at yeah I'd go similar again I think you've got Smodic up front Dembele was playing so I'd expect us to play the ball on the deck as much as possible because uh, we certainly won't have the presence up front um, and there's nobody to come in you know within the squad to try and do what Johnson Clark Harris does so yeah certainly it would be Dembele up front probably with Smodic just in front of him as well which you know, it's not ideal. You know, they're not out and out strikers, which is a bit of a worry. But you can only play with what you've got now, and uh, hopefully Smodic's form, will, good form, will continue, and Dembele will step up as well. But you've got them in the field that are more than capable of bombing forward as well. Absolutely. And football's on trend at the moment with with not not playing out and out strikers. City do it, Liverpool do it most of the time. A lot of other clubs do it. Go with false forward, false number nines. Yeah, and false number nines. <laughs> yeah, I've always been a traditionalist, really. That um, you know you want to set forward is going to be in the 18 yard box picking up scraps harassing the centre halves for the opposition so yeah you know footballing wise I'd expect us to compete tomorrow it's just in that final third have we got the nous and the ability to break down what will probably be a very resolute and experienced Middlesbrough side tomorrow yeah okay uh, any other kind of games to watch out for? Anything you got your eye on in 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 terms of what could influence Posh's position? Obviously, say Hull Hull played on Wednesday. Yeah, they have a love game over the weekend that could go in our favour potentially. Yeah, that's, that's a cliche, but you've just got to look after yourselves first yeah. and foremost. You know, let's win our games, let's pick up those points, and um, the position in the table will take care of itself, really. So, yeah, I've not really looked at any any other games this season, to be honest. I know the um, you know the championship is a tough division as we've found out so far in the first 11 games but you know we've proven we can match the likes of Bournemouth Cardiff West Brom there or thereabouts you know we've beaten Birmingham City so 
we can compete at this level. We've just got to keep going and um, play with that courage and conviction that Darren's asked for. Yeah, absolutely. And Darren, obviously, um, been wrapped by the FA for his outburst at the end of the last game. I think it was his foul and abusive language in the tunnel against the officials. Obviously, the frustration of the not getting the penalty boiling over after the game. Yeah, um, he's you know he's admitted to himself. He's got to control himself um, better on the touch lines and not let the uh, not let emotions get to him. But it's difficult. I think um, as fans, we're probably uh, you know Darren's probably only relaying what the fans are thinking on the terraces and on the drive home as well. So yeah, but he's a professional. He's got to uh, sh- control that emotion to ensure that that doesn't spill over um, at the end of the day because he's representing our club. Um, and he's a thicker head for uh, Peterborough United. Yeah, exactly. And he comes from a fiery gene pool, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, if his uh, dad's uh, had history, shall we say, uh, with emotions and uh, tempers, then uh, yeah, you can't blame Darren for his emotions showing over. But shows he cares, um, like the fans do. And um, you know, the five or six hundred that are travelling up tomorrow, you know, we won't be going on a four hour round trip five hour round trip um, if we didn't care um, so fingers crossed the uh, the lads can uh, reward us with at least a point if not three tomorrow fantastic did you know what sort of numbers Posh will be taking tomorrow and Wednesday yeah I think we've sold about 500 tickets for tomorrow um, I'd expect a few more to go to Hull it's a little bit nearer even if it is a midweek game on a Wednesday evening um, but you know both both the away games are pretty easy to get to into the drive as I say Middlesbrough is just A1, A19 and then Hull can be done via the A1 and the M18 across or you can get via the A15 so and cross the uh, Humber Bridge so either 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 trip is a accessible one um, and whoever goes there I'm sure will uh, want to give their backing to the lads um, because we've spent our hard earned cash um, watching them uh, um, over the over the weeks over the years in your case <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm not the only one though there's no, many no, a posh not. fan out there as well that's uh, you know deserves to be rewarded with three points if not tomorrow yeah. certainly at Hull absolutely fingers crossed enjoy your trip Nish um, do stay with us don't go away because we've got Graham Starmer coming up after the break uh, talking to us about the International Football Academy stay with us Are you a healthcare professional looking for a new challenge? Why not join our prison healthcare team where no two days are the same? Practice Plus Group are now looking to recruit registered nurses and pharmacy technicians to join the prison healthcare team at HMP Stocken in Rutland. These are rewarding roles with a good salary, company pension, up to 28 days annual leave and a range of other benefits. Make a difference every day at HMP Stocken. For more information and to apply, text Stocken to 60777. It's time to choose your perfect new Symphony Kitchen at Kelly Vision. We now offer a free kitchen design and quotation service, backed up by our expert installation team. You can also choose your freestanding and built-in appliances in store at Kelly Vision from leading brands like Bosch, Nair, Siemens, Meg, Hotpoint, Intercit, and Liebherr. Kelly Vision, Broad Street, Whittlesea. Your award-winning independent retailer. Call Peterborough 208787 or visit kellyvision-peterborough.co.uk. No 
nominate your favorite charity now for Prince Build and PCRFM's Community Charity Challenge. Each Friday, one nomination will be chosen at random on the Kev Lawrence Breakfast Show and will win £50 for their chosen charity. Plus, you'll get the chance to win a bonus accumulator cash prize to boost the donation by answering a 50-50 question live on air. So tell us who your favorite charity is and why you're nominating them online at princebuild.co.uk. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show. We're here every Friday, 6 to 7. I'm Dipam. Just been listening to Nilesh, uh, talking to, talking to us about everything to do with Posh. He goes home and away every game. He's been talking about the Middlesbrough and Hull City games. Middlesbrough tomorrow and Hull City on Wednesday. So good luck to the Posh for both of those games for much needed points in the Championship. We now turn our attentions to Graham Starmer. He's the Managing Director at the International Football Academy based in Stamford. Um, you may know it, you may not know it. I personally didn't know it until a couple of years ago. Um, and it is a, a fantastic organisation that does a lot of good work. Graham, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. No, pleasure, pleasure to have you on. So tell us a little bit about the International Football Academy. A lot of people don't know it's there. Yeah. You know, I say I, I kind of, it was almost for me finding out about it was, is it like the Hangar 17 of football academies? <laughs> Does, do people know it's there? No, no, we, we do hear that. I guess because it's so international, um, all our marketing and everything we do on social media is very focused on the international market. Um, but we've been based at Stamford for the last six years. We've been going 14 years in total. Um, before that, um, so it's called the FCV, International Football Academy. We're previously known as Football CV and used to run trial days. And we worked with a lot of the pro clubs who used to say, if only you could do full-time football, you'd really give these lads a chance of progressing in the game. So in 2007, we set up first in the country, best described as an international private football school, really. Um, we're very realistic. They're not all going to become footballers. So there's education alongside it. Um, but it works. You know, we've had players that have made it in the game in the UK. Some have gone back to their home country, playing at top level there. Um, so, and Stamford works very well uh, for the international market. But you touch there on how perhaps locally we're not known and that is something we would, you know, like to shout out about more. We want to give local players um, a chance to come to us each year. We do offer local players almost like full scholarships to come and join us and that's something we want to grow. So, you know, if there's people out there, you know, listening to this, everything we run is at the moment for players aged between 16 to 21 um, it's full time football with you know top coaching brilliant no, that sounds really good and obviously you said it it is geared more towards international students or international players um, what was the sort of thinking behind that is that because there's more more facilities available for say 
British-based players already in, the, in in existence, and this is more of a unique sort of yeah um, setup. We all know it's quite competitive in the UK. Most towns and cities, not only do the, their football clubs have not just their academy teams but development teams, and but every almost town will run a sort of football scheme through its college. Um, what we wanted to do was offer this premium sort of uh, academy really and the way to help local players was the business model is as an international private school and that, that's what enables us to offer you know these sort of up to a dozen each year local players these scholarships so that's really good actually so you're benefiting the local community in a positive way so obviously like you say it's run like a private school yeah. um, so it's, it's, it's run as a business um overseas students would, would obviously pay to, to attend the school like they would do any other private school in the UK the uniqueness of it is obviously there's the football slant on it but like you say it, it also runs conventional education alongside it so that there's a fallback plan for, for players who unfortunately don't make the, absolutely make we, sort of targets we say to them all you know it's it's very difficult you know to get to the very top level but even if it does happen it's a short career so you've got to have this backup um, but we're also very realistic you know they're not all going to make it so we introduce some to other parts in the football industry coaching media you know that they may want to go into um, but there's nothing better when we do get one of our lads a club that is a great feeling yeah, I yeah. bet it is absolutely yeah. absolutely and I'll come come we'll speak about the players and, and the sort of club side in, in a minute but so you mentioned there about sort of media opportunities coaching opportunities so part of the footballing education that you, that you provide is it does it provide alternatives within the football industry not just the playing side then yeah so I guess we say like a typical week at the academy is the football is pretty full on it's like a, you know a pro academy would be four days a week two days of education but in amongst all of that we'll bring in speakers from the FA um, introduce them to the other sides of the game or coaching's the obvious one sometimes a referee course don't get as many uptake that I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I think it's I personally think it'd be great if more players did go into uh, refereeing but um, yeah so we do introduce them to all the different sides we've had some before have actually left us and three four years later said I'm now an agent you know so yeah that's brilliant isn't it it's absolutely superb um, so in terms of you mentioned about obviously opportunities for local local um, students to attend how how does that work in terms do you go out there and sort of hand pick them or do you get applicants in that you then filter through how does that how does that process work yeah i mean we'd, we'd encourage anyone to contact us we do run sort of like trial days or invite players over for a training session and a match we do have what we call like development squads and elite squads um so we can cater for different levels of football and ability but we like to see a a good foundation um you know, so yeah, but yeah, we'd encourage anyone who's playing regularly and at a reasonable level, if you want to give it a go, 
okay come along yeah. and so if if some if somebody if 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 a player is listening now or or a student is listening now or, or a parent is listening what sort of age range would you consider taking on and then what how would they get in touch with you to to be able to to start the process yeah so the main age group um is 16 to 18 um they will tend to do uh, a btech like in sports studies something that's very relevant um to do that with us we do take 18 to 21 year olds if they're doing the full time football they tend to be doing uh, degrees some actually join us just for football um, so anyone out there interested is to go to the website go to the inquiry form try and give us a bit of background how long you've been playing you know where you currently play an old you know, you, we will we will be back in touch and invite them over. Fantastic! And your website is fcvstamford.co.uk. That's the football club. That's, okay. Um, I'd probably say go to the main website, which is internationalfootball.academy. Brilliant. That's good. Uh, we, we get to know that, which is good. So, in terms of, is there any kind of entry requirements? And I don't mean in terms of yes, you've got to have the love of football, but is there any kind of academic entry requirements to qualify for the B Tech? Yeah, there, there, there is. Um, it's all there on our website it's you know you need your maths and your english um the good thing with the btech that comes at different levels as well so you can imagine for us we have football ability and academic ability and that's why we have different levels on each side so you know the other bit is you know life at the academy we're big believers in saying to the young lads um what you do off the pitch is just as important on it clubs who are looking and if they're looking at two left backs and they see that one is doing quite well in his academic behaves well off the pitch that's the player they're likely to go for yeah I um, think that's in the modern world a lot yeah. of clubs want that and they do the the scouting um sort of remit goes well beyond just the footballing ability these days they, 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 some clubs follow players for months years to see how they behave off the field yeah. what, what sort of family situation they've got all that sort of wonderful stuff that that makes the package of a, of a, of a top class player um, we see it from the other side we've been working with the league football education who are an arm of the football league so I think it's for 15 years now we've been the delivery partner for their assessment trials which is every scholar and first year pro in the Premier League and Football League who get released come to these trials some of these lads have been there since the age of 7, 8 it's you know and they're released at 18 and you see them you think you're good footballers you know it is it is very competitive um, so anything you can do to go above and beyond it's always going to help. I was going to say, yeah, because you're, I guess you've got more of a um, open door policy for scouts and clubs to come to you to say, right, okay, we're looking for this type of player or, or what have you got this year in, in the crop sort of thing. Um, whereas if some of players released from their, their kind of academy, like they've been there for 10, 12 years, whatever, then they're just almost in the nicest possible way slung out on the street, aren't they? Whereas you've got a process and a nice environment there where, you know, you're not affiliated to one single club, so you are any club can come to you can't they yeah I think that's probably the we are for all clubs at all levels um, you know we were saying how it's not just football league we have a great setup here in England with the National League 
and leagues below that where a semi-pro player can still earn quite good money and at that age can be a great stepping stone you know to bigger things later on um, so yeah it, it it does work well we also want to help the release player though because there are many stories of how they come back into the game I'm sure at Peterborough there's been players over the years who were released and came back you know mm. you just think of the more famous players I suppose I think David Platt was released um, back in the day um, by Manchester United if memory serves me right and I think he was too small at the time and um, yeah he's made it he made it didn't he yeah. in, from a footballing perspective yeah. so it's not the end of the world you know education is a huge part of a, a player's development these days on and off the pitch um, and sometimes that mental strength is, is needed especially if they are released by by those clubs because they yeah. don't know any different no. um, you know they've been bought up on football perhaps been sold a dream um, you look at the number of Premier League clubs that have academies that bring in these players from overseas for example you know and um, it's a very small percentage that will go on to make it to the top level Um, and that's something that needs to be managed mentally I think in this day and age as well and that dream you know that's sold to the players and the families as well the families half expect oh we've made it now we're in the academy you know he'll get a pro contract it obviously doesn't work like that and it uh, can be a huge blow from a, a mental perspective for a young adult to yeah. be able to take that at 16 effectively yeah. no it, it is and we're actually trying to encourage some of our UK based players to go and try in Europe or beyond we see a lot of players at our academy from around the world and I think the likes of Jude Bellingham Jordan Sancho have shown that go, try it be brave get, go to Scandinavia or Eastern Europe yeah, it can likes, work you had the likes of Paul Ince didn't you played it into Milan you know Beckham obviously went abroad as well Paul Gascoigne um, but certainly in more recent times I think as you mentioned Sancho and Bellingham there two young England mm-hmm. internationals that um, have taken the opportunity to go abroad after perhaps not having the um, the chances at um, where was he Birmingham City Bellingham was at the time I think it was um, they retired the shirt yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right uh, <laughs> so they retired the shirt so I think he yeah. did play there but, but certainly in the case of Sancho he wasn't yeah. really getting a look much luck at Man City was he no and um, you know hats off to him for taking that bold step at such a young mm. age and uh, wanting to test himself and um, you know the rest is history he's now back in back in the English uh, Premier League guys we'll be back uh, in a moment uh, more from uh, more from Nilesh and Graham. Stay with us. German Doner Kebab in Peterborough. Enjoy that delicious German Doner Kebab taste. Succulent meats, freshly chopped salad and vegetables, signature sauces and our toasted waffle bread. Freshly made every time. Try our original German Doner Kebab, the KCAL, the gym box and so much more. German Doner Kebab. Kebabs done right. Open 11 till 10 on 48 Bridge Street, Peterborough for takeaway and delivery through Uber Eats, Deliveroo and Just Eat. Just your average night. Raised upstairs, gaming online with his mates. Sophie streaming her favourite tunes in her bedroom. Mum's downloading the latest drama box set. <laughs> and Dad's liking kitten videos on his phone. But this isn't your average night. Thanks to City Fibre's full fibre network, everyone's gaming, streaming and scrolling at breakneck speed. Join Peterborough's gigabit revolution today. Head to cityfibre.com slash PCR. 
Ever wanted to advertise your business on the radio? Then you should consider advertising on PCRFM. It isn't as expensive as you might think, and it's a really good way to reach out to your potential customers in the Peterborough area. PCRFM broadcasts to the whole of the city and has the potential to reach over 200,000 listeners who live and work here. That's a lot of people who could be interested in your business, and all you need to do is tell them about it. We have advertising and sponsorship packages to suit every budget, with spot rates as low as £3.60. So, every time your professionally produced commercial is played on the air with PCR, it means more customers will know about your business. To find out more about advertising on the only local station in Peterborough, call the PCR sales team on Peterborough 237777 or email sales at pcrfm.co.uk. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show. If you've missed any of our show, you can go back and listen to it again. If you go to pcrfm.co.uk after 7 o'clock, our show will be on there for a week until the next show. So there's no excuse. You can go back and, and uh, listen to it. We've had a brilliant show so far. I've been speaking to Nilesh about Peter United and to Graham Starmer from the International Football Academy at Stanford. Um, Graham, just coming back to you, obviously giving us a great overview of the academy, what it achieves, what it aims to do. Um, give, give us a bit of a, a kind of insight into the um, the personnel who have passed through the academy. We, we spoke off the air prior to the show that you do get some big-name coaches come there to, to, to coach the lads uh, in the academy. And um, we even talked about a few players that have come through the academy, who have, uh, and certainly one of them we know has made it very well. Do you want to tell us more about yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so on the coaches' side, um, we actually currently have a partnership with the League Managers Association. Um, we had Kit Simons la- only last week. So when he's talking to the players that he's just been in the Euros, managing Gareth Bale, you know. And then running a session for them, it's a great opportunity for them, you know, to develop. We've had Gus Poyer, Gordon Strachan, some some great ones over the years, um, and uh, you, you know, pass on some incredible um, experience to them. Players-wise, um, I mean, in the very early days, we had Chris Smalling, um, who attended a, a trial match, went to Maidenhead probably didn't think too much of it at the time 18 months later has gone to Fulham to Man United it it happens that quick unfortunately it happens just as quick the other way but yeah. that's football yeah absolutely um, but yeah we, we've you know we have had lads who have done well in the football league um, when I was saying to you earlier I won't say who, who he scored against but um, you know I, I'm there watching uh, my team and there's one of my ex-players goes and scores a goal against us and uh, yeah it's great a sweet moment yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. Um, but you know whilst we understand that everyone likes the glamour of a a success story in in England you know to us it's just important the the lad from Ghana or India who comes to us goes back to his home country you play top level there and we've actually seen quite a lot of 
international success where they've gone and played for their international under 18 or under 21 teams um you know so it's it's great yeah it's very rewarding when that happens i was gonna say yeah it does sound like that so that's absolutely brilliant um just sort of a few minutes left but let me just ask you about obviously you you were part of the sort of founding setup of, of the academy what was your thinking behind that what what, what made you what, what made you think oh i've set up an international football academy well yeah the, so this goes back to the year 2000 <coughs> websites were around but they weren't much i was involved at a non-league club and we used to get a lot of letters saying can i have a trial and we just thought what on earth the man united the liverpools what are they getting and there was no such thing as a website that just had football cvs hence the name um we realized very quickly you needed to have a showcase match and we ran our very first one i think 62 of the 92 club sent scouts sky sports came along that's impressive because it hadn't been done before and um that's how it took off and in fact in the very first year uh barry fry was a non-exec director brilliant back then yeah and that's yeah. I think that was pre-posh then, wasn't it? I would imagine. Nilesh? Um was he from Barry joined posh in '96. Oh, okay. I so he would have been so posh. Yeah, he'd been in this was. area. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously with Stanford connection with yeah. being local, then uh, yeah, he's wanted to get involved at that point. And Barry did like a player or two, that's for sure, didn't he? Yeah. Especially during yeah. his time as a, a manager, certainly at Birmingham City, and um, yeah, posh as well. There's always a, a large squad he assembled, um, to say the least. So yeah. I'm sure he was uh, looking around at, at that point still as well that was great and, he can, and, you know, and the, the contacts he had to help mm. some of the players and yeah it, it, it was great but that's that was the original little light bulb moment very simple but it just took off sounds yeah absolutely brilliant you only have to have that one idea and you know football is a, is a it's bizarre to say but football seems to always be a growing industry it, yeah. it it seems to, I don't know, it never seems to plateau <laughs> as a product or as a service. It just seems to just grow and grow, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've been in the last few years even set up in like Mumbai, for example, and ran a uh, school out there for three months. It will always be second to cricket, but it was huge. You could see the kids in the, in the tops, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's a global market now, isn't it? Football, we well know the Premier League rights. You know the team. You know, you could go to. You mentioned India there, for example. They've got influences from the colonial days as well, from a football perspective. So, yeah, it's a global market now, and yeah. football is a game that, um, as shown by, you know, we've got the World Cup coming up in Qatar, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, they want to move that game around the world because it's more of a commercial product now yeah. than it certainly was 20 years ago. I think, I think we've had players from every continent apart from Antarctica, we worked out, so. <laughs> Which is fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, uh, what's next for the Academy? What's the next step and what's your f- sort of future plans? Well, pre-COVID, we realised that demand was getting very high. That, I guess, for all of us, just halted things for a bit. Um, we've been back up and running as normal and we need, we need more facilities. Um, the demand is huge at the moment. So, uh, that's our plans is to be able to take a lot more players each year. Um, and I think it's, I think we would like to also get a girls academy up and running as well. That'd be good to see actually, because again, that's another growing sport, if you like. You know, yes, it's, it's an arm of football, certainly. Um, 
and, and, and the women's game is, is certainly in the UK is 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 growing at a phenomenal rate now, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, and we get that feedback a lot. You know that they they'd like to have this opportunity to learn from, you know, what we provide at the moment in Stamford with the coaching and the experts we bring in. They want that as well. Because in some ways you might actually, yeah, because there are a lot of countries uh, outside, obviously, other than the UK, where the standard of women's football is higher than it is here. So you, you, you is, can yeah. probably get some some academy players in that would probably make it well in this country with with our with our domestic clubs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at American Canada, for say, example. Those two countries yeah. alone, you know, the, the women's game there, the attendances they get, you know, the performances at the World Cups, for example, they really are ahead of the game. But yeah. I think, you know, from a from a English UK perspective, we are slowly catching them up. I, you know, you've seen the women's Super League. You know, it's now got um, the broadcasting rights. It's a lot more. Um, in our faces which is the right thing you know it's uh, getting the coverage it deserves and the quality of that football is improving year on year as well so you know we've got a way to catch the Americans and Canadians still as, as mm. examples but um, yeah if you were able to do that again that would develop those international players of the future yeah yeah, gentlemen thank you ever so much that's been absolutely superb time has caught us up um, one hour is never enough I'm going to try and go into extra time and ask for another, for another hour I think and have a two hour show I wonder if uh, station management are listening and they'll let me do that but it's been an absolute pleasure Nilesh as always for thank your insights you. into Posh and Graham thank you for coming on today okay. and uh, hopefully it won't be your first and only uh, visit no no love so, to come back and good luck in, in all you do so um, thank you for listening we'll be back same time same place next week 6 to 7pm the PCR Sports Show whatever you're doing this weekend sporting wise do have fun take care of yourself have a great week and we'll see you next week bye <laughs>